Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. Five and Edmonton, hour number two of Oilers Now. I know he was on the plane with us last night, sawing logs after we were on the tarmac for four hours. So hopefully, momentarily, we'll have Kevin Quinn aboard. We've already uh, negotiated contact with David Randorf. This is Oilers Now, brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. PCs, copiers, supplies, printers, laptops, ITs, plotters, software, and now Digitex can manage your corporate cell phone plan. Saving your company money. All your devices managed at digitex.ca. In this hour, uh, former Edmonton Oiler, head coach of the number one ranked team in junior hockey there in Edmonton tonight at Rogers Place. That is Mark Abscheid. But before, just after we had John Shannon on the show, and he said that Dave Randorff and Ken Quinn were 1-1A one one in his books. Uh, with Hockey Day in Canada coming up on Saturday, we're going to talk to a couple of the uh, Hockey Night broadcasters. We welcome uh, Oilers television broadcaster for the regional broadcasts, Kevin Quinn. Hello, Kevin. How are you? Hello, Robert. Which one was I? One or one A? Uh, well, I wasn't even four uh, A in my own household. So look at it that way. Uh, Dave Randorf, hi. Dave is number one. <laughs> Dave, how you doing? I'm good, boys. How you doing? They open up the airport for you guys to fly out of there this morning, or what oh, happened? Oh my goodness! I mean, I saw you guys in Montreal yesterday afternoon, and uh, I just got walked in the door like five minutes ago. And yeah. I live a lot closer to, to uh, Montreal than you do, so I just got in and. Uh, I hear it was pretty messy trying to get out last night. So uh, I opted to stay and watch the Super Bowl. So I, I think I'm glad I did. You didn't have to deal with the CBA man. This is how things are in oil country right now, right? I have to explain to some, why are they practicing today? They need more practice. No, actually, they need to maintain their energy. There's a whole different way in sports science to deal with They need to practice more. They should be practicing every day. But three games in four days. They need to practice today. They need to be bag skated. They gave up. <laughs> I thought they played, hey, listen, I thought they played pretty well both games. I thought they played obviously well yesterday. And, uh, you know, I know uh, finishing games has been a big issue for this team for a long yeah. time. But, uh, you know, I mean, it's, uh, I think they've come out of the gate, come out of the break here with two two good games. And, you know, nothing practice is going to fix at this point. It's, uh, if, if they had put up two eggs, uh, I would be very concerned. But they didn't. And I know that fans there are probably not happy with uh, two points instead of four, but, uh, you know, they didn't. It's not like they sucked. No, uh, you know, uh, just to, as an aside, uh, and my wife was watching your broadcast, Dave, because that's how it goes in the Stoffer household. Uh, she doesn't listen to you on the radio? Well, it's mostly Jack, so, no, she doesn't listen to mostly Jack. So, uh, <laughs> but, plus, uh, she, she likes Louie. She likes Louie and Drew more than she likes her husband most days. But, okay. Uh, which is uh, kind of understandable. Uh, uh, she really liked Gary Galley, and she now I, I can tell you on our broadcast when they called the embellishment call on Louis DeBrusque, I referred to it as quote unquote 
a chicken bleep call. Like, I, come on. Like, have a feel for the game as an official. You got to, you know, Drysettle and McDavid on a two-on-one. He's not going to sell the call there. Right. Uh, but she, what, did, what did Gary say? Because my wife, uh, she liked it. She said, oh, Gary just ripped the refs. It was like. Yeah, I, he didn't rip them, but he said exactly that. He says he's on a two-on-one. You think he's going to fall down to try to make sure that they saw the uh, the infraction? That's exactly what he said. He you know, he, he did it in a, in a way where it was a little, little, little softer than calling it chicken bleep, uh, which you can't really do on national television. But, uh, well, I, you know, I was. No, 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 it's okay. I mean, you understand the difference. And, yes, uh, I, I do. Think, uh, right, of course. And But Gary said the, said the exact same thing. In fact, it was funny. He, he'd kind of gone off in a different direction when there was a whistle. We knew there was one penalty, and he was kind of talking about one thing, and then I was madly pointing down to the fact that Drysaddle was going in there as well, and he actually was caught by surprise that dry saddle was also going in there but uh anyway uh yeah nobody really loved that call all right here we go uh just before we get to uh, getting a little bit of background on both of you to understand where you come from i just want to get a thought you've both broadcast games in montreal there is is there any other maybe chicago in the league in terms of how good the experience is in that building I think that the really, you know what, I really thought with my headset, not wearing a headset yesterday, just watching the game, uh, I was impressed by just when the players come out, how loud it sounds. I turned to Drew and I said, it feels like a playoff game. Yeah. And that's the atmosphere that is created in Montreal. Every regular season game almost feels like a playoff game. And when the Montreal Canadiens are pressing offensively, the, it, it's bedlam. And, I, it, you know, I, I know it's a bigger seating capacity than most rinks in the National Hockey League, same in Chicago, but the, the, the sound in that arena just, you can't help but get excited about a game. Dave, you've done lots of games there over the years. What do you think? Uh, I had the very good fortune to do what Kevin does for the Canadians for four seasons, and I did the regional package there yeah. on, on TSN, and so I've had uh, the great good fortune to do a lot of games there, and I, I totally agree with Kevin. It doesn't matter if it's a Tuesday night against the Minnesota Wild or a Saturday night against the Boston Bruins. It is, uh, it's, a, it's, it's a sense of occasion. Every game, the place is packed, and I think the reason the atmosphere, which lends to the atmosphere, is that if you – if you ever have the opportunity to go, and, and any hockey fan listening who wants to make a road trip should definitely put the Bell Center on their list. And if you sit down low, you'll notice that the bowl is very steep. It's unlike really any other building in the NHL, and that lends itself to really being on top of the action. The players love uh, to love it. Love playing. There. Love it. They, they just you know, especially a team like like Edmonton who only goes there once a year. They they love it. They can sense it as well. And I think you often get uh, a great game, which I think is what we got yesterday. Uh, because of the atmosphere sometimes drives the players to, to you know, that goal, I know <laughs> other fans don't love it, that goal by Joanne is a great play, and it, it just, you know, there was uh, too bad only a minute of overtime because it looked like it was going to be a doozy. I mean, Edmonton had a great chance, too. It is a special place uh, to see a game. It's the best, in my opinion, place to call a game because the boost and the view and everything you get is, is unlike, unparalleled in the NHL, and it's, it's special. We have Dave Randorf and Kevin Quinn from it, both with NHL Hockey and Rogers with us in Oilers now. All right, guys, let's switch just for a little bit of, because I think sometimes we need to reference where guys are from. So, Dave, just for our listeners, where did you grow up and who were the, because we'll eventually talk about Hockey Night broadcasters, but, you know, in the place you grew up, who were a couple of the broadcasters that you listened to? Well, it's kind of a part A and part B. As a young kid up until I was about 10 or 11, I grew up in the Toronto area. Uh, and uh, because back then, um, 
you know, the Leafs were, were average at best. Uh, you know, Hockey Night in Canada had all the, uh, you know, the Canadians are right in the middle of the late 70s. They're right in that, those dynasty years. So, you know, I've got vivid memories of listening to Danny Gallivan, and uh, he was, uh, he was, as everybody knows, very special. In fact, it's, it's interesting. I knew I was doing this with you, and as I walked into the Bell Center, you know this, Bob and Kevin. When you get on the elevator, there's this huge picture of Danny Gallivan right by the elevators, and I, I actually snapped a picture of it and put it on social media talking about the history. Uh, and, and he was truly one of the guys who set the standard for what we do. Uh, not as popular in the West because you didn't see him as often. He was from the East Coast, and he did mainly Montreal games and and but so I, I I've got vivid memories of listening to him and Bob Cole you know growing up yeah and then I moved to Vancouver and I, I really kind of grew up and called you know Vancouver and the lower mainland home and uh, the voice then and and still is in my opinion was Jim Robson uh, Jim Robson called games uh, briefly on Hockey Night in Canada he did a Stanley Cup final a yep. very memorable goal Stanley Cup winning goal by Bob Nystrom uh, second sec Dave second reference for that goal call in the last 40 minutes on this show John Shannon just said the same thing no real well, appreciation well, he, 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 yeah he's a Westerner too so I'm sure that doesn't surprise me but Jim was uh, Jim was steady. He was like a metronome. Steady, steady, like tick-tock. You know, there was just, just steady, cadence, steady. And, and he was prepared and uh, always worked in hometowns. And he had that sound, much like Gallivan and Cole, that old-school sound that just doesn't really – it's rare today. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't have it. I, I've been told I've got a unique voice. And, uh, but uh, whether it's good or bad, I don't know. But I, I know that – you know what I'm talking about, Kevin? That old-school yep. kind of nasally oh, yeah. cadence and – and Jim had it, and Danny, and, and Bob. So those, that's kind of where I grew up, and those are the voices that I listened to uh, in my early days, for sure. Kevin, where'd you grow up? I grew up in Toronto, of course, in the eastern part of uh, Toronto, the jewel of Toronto, known as Scarborough, Ontario. Oh, and, yeah. <laughs> and growing up, uh, for me, uh, the w- one memory I have is, in, you know, in the east, uh, the, or the game would start at 7 o'clock, and if it was still light out, and you heard Bob Cole's voice, you knew it was the playoffs. And for me, that was the lasting memory that I have. Of uh, I'm just old enough that I remember Bill Hewitt um, doing some games on Saturday nights. But yep. for me, the overriding voice of my hockey uh, television watching would have been Bob Cole. Danny Gallivan, yeah, absolutely, to a certain extent. And, you know, one of the guys that I really enjoyed was Dan Kelly. But uh, I would have to say that uh, growing up in Toronto, in the East, Bob Cole. And you know what? And and Dave referenced it, too, in terms of Jim Robson. uh, I kind of missed hearing his voice as often as some other people did out west and he is the reason i came out west because i was with sportsnet in 98 and jim robson retired the next year and they shipped me out to do some vancouver games and some flames games so uh i remember you know talking to him and trying to get pick his brain and get some pointers and uh then you listen to him on broadcast and you talk about that nystrom goal and it was like wow this guy this guy is, absolutely deserves to be in the hall of fame and is in the hall of fame you know, it's interesting, uh, Kevin, you never stole his line about special shout-out to all the shut-ins out there. Well, you know what, Bob, you, you know what, I honestly, and this is, uh, this is my fault, is that when I heard that, I used to think that he was talking about people in prison. 
I thought that that's <laughs> really? what he meant when he meant when he talked about people who were shut-ins who couldn't get out to the game. It's like, yeah, no, they can't get out to the game because they're serving time in a penitentiary. And I'm thinking, wow, he even mentions them because I guess they have TVs and they're watching the game. Took me a long time, and then someone said, uh, no, he's he's talking about some people who are in hospital or elderly or blind who can't get to a game and enjoy it, Kevin. So wise up. Uh, th- this uh, <laughs> this this email comes to us uh, courtesy of Val from the high desert of Northeast Colorado. I can ask. Uh, please tell Dave Randorf. I can. There's one guy on TV absolutely who would use the term chicken bleak terminology, and that's our favorite uh, biweekly guest, Alan May, Edmonton area product, doing the. Uh, uh, broadcast for Washington, and the other guy might be Brett Hedekin, Bob, who you've had on a bunch of times. So there you go. Okay. There you go. Yeah, I, you know, guys, for me, it was Danny Gallagher. Now, I was a Canadians fan, and, um, you know, I loved his cadence, uh, his ability to, you know, to sort of read the play. Uh, he, he had his grasp of the English language was off the charts as well for Gallivan. Like or, he, or his version of it, right? I mean, he, yes, yes, he words. made up some words. Canonating. There, that we, there we, there he made up some words. I mean, Rod Phillips, who I had the pleasure of working with for a couple of years on our broadcast. What's going on here? Oh, sorry. Uh, that is a fine bomb. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and if I told you who it was from, it's going to cost you some gift certificates. If I told you who it was from, trust me, the fine could be paid. But uh, anyhow, I digress because uh, he's going to have lots coming to him next couple of years. <laughs> but so uh, I, thought, I thought it was your I thought it was your ex-wife. Okay, never mind. No, 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 no. But you know what my father told me years ago. Why do divorces cost so much? And I was like, why? He goes, because they're worth it. But anyhow. Yeah. <laughs> I can speak from experience, boys. There you go. All right. So uh, so you guys, did you hone in on a specific guy? We put the tweet out. Brendan, we put, you can, Brendan, you can jump aboard here. We just put the tweet out on our Oilers Now account. Which three old school uh, Hockey Night in Canada? And we haven't gone all the way back to Foster Hewitt, but old yeah. school Hockey Night in Canada broadcasters. And we've gone with Bob Cole. Danny Gallivan and Dan Kelly. And Dan Kelly's kind of the subtle guy, Kevin Quinn, isn't he? Like, he's the one that not a lot of people know. Yeah. I'm going to join Kevin. If you're asking me to rank, and with all due respect to Bob, uh, Cole, and Danny Gallivan, when I first really started paying attention to to this and maybe doing this as a career, Dan Kelly is is my guy. And and, uh, the 87 uh, Canada Cup goal. Yep. Uh, yep. As a broadcaster, as a play-by-play guy, you all, both you guys know this, and there are so many good guys out there. But you, you want when a big, big moment arrives, you, you pray to God, you, you got it right. And uh, and man, that moment, there's been it's an iconic moment. I think made even bigger because of Dan's call on that. Uh, not only the call, but the setup, the layout, everything about it. And we didn't get enough of Dan Kelly. Remember, he, he'd show up every once in a while on CTV broadcasts sure. and whenever there was yep. international hockey and, and worked with Ron Roosh from Montreal, who was yep. like, fell last night, actually. And, and he, uh, um, he, man, he was amazing. And remember, the same as Blues. And we never and really remember heard enough uh, of him. Remember Bobby Orr, you know, flying through the air. That yep. was That's Dan right. Kelly as well. And I remember listening to him on CBS on Sunday afternoons. Wow. My buddy and I would listen to him, and we'd get so excited. We'd go out, and my buddy had a pool, and it was frozen, and we weren't supposed to be on it. And we'd get out there, and we ended up costing, uh, Dan Kelly cost uh, this guy's parents a lot of money because we used to chip the side of the concrete on the pool. And uh, it was 
then. We were just, and I would do the play-by-play at that point. There'd be two of us, and I'd sure. turn over, I'd become the other team, and I'd just call out names, and, you know, we were just caught up in it. And so that's really the guy yeah. that, uh, you know, would draw me into the game. Didn't matter who was playing. Yeah. You know, it's almost like uh, uh, you don't care. If you're, if you're not a Dodgers fan, you used to listen to Vin Scully just to listen to, to him. It didn't matter who was playing. You didn't have to be a fan. And that's the way I felt about uh, Dan Kelly. No, he was a great caller. There's no question about that. We're joined by Dave Randorf and Kevin Quinn from NHL Hockey and Rogers and Hockey Day in Canada. Guys, coming up, Hockey Day in Canada. This is a big day coming up on Saturday for the network, isn't it? Absolutely, it is. And uh, Dave, uh, you're going to be involved in a, an all-Canadian matchup. And uh, Drew Remenda and I are the uh, the Oilers. Oilers are only the only team that's not playing a Canadian team. So it's going to be a heck of a day and, and a real theme. The theme is uh, courage, and it'll be in uh, swift current, and uh, there's gonna it's going to be an emotional day. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I used to watch this day when I wasn't part of the family, and, and uh, I love all the Canadiana and the way Ron McLean brilliantly weaves it all together for through a very long day, which he now does on a, on a weekly basis on hometown hockey, which is another story of great broadcasters in the, in the hockey world. Uh, but I, I'm looking forward to it. I've got Calgary and Vancouver, which is a big game. Right now, it could be a potential playoff preview. And so is the Edmonton one with San Jose there. It's San Jose, isn't it, Kev? Yeah. Yeah, it is. And yeah. just to give and you a little... A, you, obviously, a big one, too. You talked about how long... It's 12 and a half hours of, of yeah. broadcasting and, and right across the country. And, uh, you know, uh, obviously, the uh, tragedy in Humboldt is going to be part of it, being from Saskatchewan and also what happened in Swift Current and... Uh, you know, in the 80s. So uh, we're going to have those stories, but also, you know, the joy and, and uh, just what what brings us together as a country and, and let's celebrate it in this day and, and uh, 12 and a half hours of coverage. Hey, guys. Swift, uh, Current, Swift Current had its own uh, tragedy yes. years yes. ago as well, and that, yep. will be, uh, that will be remembered in a very proper way as well. Well, uh, you know, Swift Current Broncos, uh, Alberta Golden Bears head coach Ian Herbers was on that bus. Uh, I know that uh, Todd McClellan spoke uh, uh, last spring about it uh, as the Oilers closed out the regular season against Vancouver. That was the night of the Sedin's final game. Uh, Todd had a couple friends that were on that bus as well. And uh, that obviously, uh, you know, in relation to Humboldt, the movie, the guys, we're going to leave you with this. The uh, movie, The Sweet Hereafter, uh, is one of the greatest Canadian films ever made. And I interviewed Gore Downing before he passed away, and he said that the Sarah Polly version was uh, off the charts. And uh, we're going to leave you guys with that as we head out. Thanks for joining us, Kevin. Thanks, David. You got it. It is 124 in Edmonton. We're going to get to a couple texts when we come back. Still to come, the head coach of the number one ranked team in junior hockey, a conversation that Brendan Escott had with Mark Habscheid. This is Oilers Now. This is Zach Cassian from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bod Stoffer on 630 Chet. Zach Cassian had the feet moving. 
This is Oilers Now. It's 127 in Edmonton. You can text us at 630-630. The question came in, Bob, who does that Courage cover? That is Sarah Polly from the movie The Sweet Hereafter, which is about a... uh a lawyer who goes to a uh, town in the Chilcotins to convince people to sue a bus company after an accident. And the lawyer has his own personal tragedy dealing with a daughter who's got a drug issue. So it's uh, it's deep, deep stuff. And that's a fantastic version from Sarah Pollock. You can text us at 630-630. Bob, uh, you got to play a Danny Gallivan clip for us from Doug out in Bruderheim. Just for you, Doug. Lafleur is in front of that one. There's Lafleur. He scores. Lafleur. Lafleur putting Montreal ahead, four-three. And the Canadians pour off the bench. Five forty-two left in regulation time. And the man who was the National Hockey League. And that was a time, guy. Are there more coming, or was that just one of the ones you found right there? That was actually what ended up being the game-winning goal for uh, the yeah. 1976 Stanley Cup playoffs. So, what have been the 76? They beat Philly in 76. So, would it have to have been later on, either 77 or 78? So, 76, 77. Uh, here's uh, here's the thing about uh, you know, sort of you mentioned pouring off the bench, and if you watch video from the mid-1970s, that was the thing. The entire bench would come on the ice after a big goal. It's crazy to think about that today. But the entire bench, like when uh, the Canadians played uh, the Russians, the Central Red Army team in 1975, New Year's Eve, and many people consider it the greatest game of all time. I believe Montreal outshot uh, the Red Army 38-13 in that game, ended up a 3-3 tie. Every goal that Montreal scored, the Canadians came off the bench. And the Russians had some guys that could make some plays too, by the way. All right, uh, this is the winners now. Love it. Mark Hapshed coming up. Off to a global news weather traffic update, Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.